This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello, and welcome to Line Dance Podcast with Megan Barcelia and Christopher Gonzalez. We are picking it up where we left off in our previous episode, in which we broke down the playlist. At Stagecoach Country Musical Festival. Country Musical Festival? <laughs> like a Broadway performance of country songs? Sure, why not? California's Country Music Festival 2019 in Indio, California, the Palm Springs area. All of this dancing took place, at least on the 27th, in the Honky Tonk Dance Hall. And if we make it all the way to the 28th, you will also hear about what dances were done at the Old Dominion concert that Miss Megan attended because she was adventurous and went outside the honky-tonk tent. I did not. Here's the 27th. Can't walk away. Apparently that was the first thing played? It was. It was. The second I walked into the building, they had played that dance. Neat. I think I was on stage for that. Did I run up stage... Now, normally we dance the side-by-side, and I would have stayed on the floor where you are, but I felt like if they were playing it, and it's one that I co-choreographed, I should be up there, because otherwise they'd all be up there dancing without us, and it'd be weird. But I was down there with you in spirit. <laughs> yeah, so the first time it was played in during the weekend... Um, you were on, you ran, you actually came in a little bit late. Like it wasn't too many counts late, but it was, it was a few. Um, cause you, I saw you run in from the other side, um, and run up the stage. And I was down at the bottom of the floor and you had come cause the way they had made the stage this year was, uh, it went long wise, but then there was a runway as well. Um, and you went to the center of the runway and danced up front, which made sense to me because it's your dance as well. Um, but you were part of the dance team this year, so it makes sense for you to be on stage dancing it. And I was down on the floor with several friends who were not on, not in costume part of the dance team because if you're not in costume, you're not supposed to be on the stage. So they were in street clothes, so they just joined me on the dance floor. After that, we had Play That Sex, which we had taught recently to Sonoma State Line Dance Club. I'm not sure if we mentioned this in the previous breakdown since we recorded that part one two weeks ago, yes, I believe. Whenever Stagecoach was, it was in like the day or two after we got back. And the date today... <laughs> is in the first third-ish of May. So, been a little while since that part one. Yeah, Play Let Sax, we, we took our time getting around to learning this one. Uh, however, SoCal really seems to like it, and we thought, you know, it's going to get danced at Stagecoach. We should teach our, our Sonoma State Line Dance Club people so that they can dance it when they get there, and so that we can dance it with all of our SoCal people. And turns out it's, you know, it's kind of, kind of fun it's got its moments i'd kind say of fun. kind of fun i don't know there are definitely places you can get into it yeah kind of makes me wonder like if we had learned it earlier like how much could we have played with it by the time we got to stagecoach but better late than never what are your thoughts on play that sex well i know john robinson loves it yes. and that was a big portion of why i wanted to learn it but I will be upfront and honest. I was a little hipster about it in the idea of like, it's so popular. Everybody loves it. I'm just going to wait because I don't want to just jump on the bandwagon because everybody else is doing it. And it's definitely one of those songs that just like kept growing on me more and more. And it's a fun song and it's a fun track. So I was like, okay. I do like it. I will eventually learn this. It will happen. Obviously, if Joe Thompson-Zmanski and John Robinson like this dance, there's got to be something to it that I can enjoy, um, whether there's one movement or room to play or whatever it may be. Um, 
because those two definitely have a similar appreciation for dances that I have found as well. Um, so I, I generally trust when they really enjoy something that I will probably enjoy it as well. With that said, you had finally taught it to club and we basically this last semester in my humble and honest opinion use club as an excuse to learn dances that we have put off <laughs> because we figured if we teach club we have to learn them <laughs> and then maybe we'll actually dance them and know them by the time we're at our next event and we've discovered that most of the ones we've done that with we've actually really enjoyed the dances and uh, I think Play That Sax was definitely one of those. Yep. And I think the review that we've gotten on some of those dances that we've taught them, like Raise Your Glass and Worth It um, and 85, have because we've had to review along with them, have really driven those into our bodies, which is what we wanted. Then you look at something like One Reason, which we learned just for ourselves and for us not to teach to them, and when was the last time we danced it? Like January or February, and we probably would need to look at the step sheet if we needed to get that one back in time to dance at an event, and that's what happens. So I think we, we made an okay choice in, uh, in inflicting dances that we thought would be fun to learn for us upon our students, and I think that they have found them fun as well, as seen in how many times they request dances like somewhere in my car, which I desperately wanted to dance with anyone. And now we have somebody who requests it just about every time. Um, this makes me happy. Uh, also about play that sex. I, one thing I appreciate it about it, um, in its structure is that it can be called on the spot for people with a little bit of dance experience and they can learn it after maybe three or four walls. This is not always possible with dances that we choose to teach at Line Dance Club. And we have to actually give them full reteaches when somebody missed the lesson that everyone else attended. Play that sax, they can learn, even if everybody else already learned it from uh, an actual teach teach, they can learn just from saying, uh, yeah, do this part again, like the step, lock, step, lock, step on the right diagonal. Just do that again on the other side. And uh, you know, Charleston's, that's a nice breathe spot where they, if they can do one Charleston, then they can do two in a row. Uh, so I, I guess that's one of the things that has made it uh, popular in the bars in SoCal, which not a lot of circuit dances uh, are guaranteed to do. Uh, but for being a 64 count two wall dance, uh, it's repetition and symmetry definitely um, help in making it uh, a more persuasive teach for country bar instructors. They, they can look at that and think, yeah, I think my students can handle that, even if they're drunk, or show up halfway through the lesson, because that's what people at the bars sometimes do. They just come fashionably late. After Play That Sex, speaking of country bar dances, we had Ain't Too Cool. And I think I played with Ain't Too Cool more at Stagecoach than I had since around the time I learned it. And there was a long period of time when I just wasn't dancing at all because we would see it everywhere and go to Stoney's and Hot Monk and Twin Oaks and you know it's played every week so I don't always feel the need to, to actually dance it. But with Stagecoach, there's not a guarantee that you're going to know every dance so you take the ones you get. And with Ain't Too Cool, um, having ha <laughs> just taught... Let's get it started at Sonoma State Line Dance Club. And having done things like that monkey walk and the jogger movement and the robot and sprinkler and running man, all the different weird little dancey things that are in the part B of Let's Get It Started, I thought, hmm, during that boogie-oogie, boogie-oogie-oogie uh, in Ain't Too Cool, like how many different things can I throw in there? Because... A lot of what I'll see at uh, you know our nearby bars is like you know the disco point or something. But after a while, as we've mentioned in previous episodes, the flare becomes the dance. Like all the variations just get widespread adopted, and so people think they'll just do that every time. That's like part of the dance now. When they show it to someone else, they'll show them the flare instead of the actual steps. And 
since I was in an environment where I didn't have to worry about anyone trying to follow me and learn the dance, uh, and I could just kind of do whatever I wanted, um, I started messing with that part of the dance, and I think I did something different in that section every time during a single go-through of the dance and from one dance of it to the next. So I don't think I ever repeated uh, a boogie-oogie-oogie flare bit um, during the weekend of Stagecoach. Did you dance much into cool during Stagecoach? Honestly, no. I'm... <sighs> that one is an interesting experience for me because... That was one of those dances that I threw in all kinds of flair to really early on, even so much so that I think that was one of the first experiences that our friend Elliot Marr in um, SoCal like got to experience how I play with dances, and he was definitely excited, and I was flattered that he even filmed some of it. But the problem, like you had said, with flair is then people see it and then people copy it. So that dance has not not been my own for a long time. And it's one of those that every time I add something to it, like the next time I dance it with someone, that's like that same someone I danced with next to or whatever, they've then taken the exact movement that I had just done. And I was like, okay, which is great for challenging one to come up with new variations. But I have so many dances that I can do that to. And like you said, that's done at club. It's done at Hot Monk or Twin Oaks. It's done at Stoney's. It's done at Davis. So I definitely have plenty of opportunities to dance that one. And I might have been more inspired to dance it if I was up on stage with my friends from all over. But seeing as I was not, I really just didn't have that same like, yeah, I need to go all out on this one because I knew that was going to be another one that was going to be played a lot this weekend. So After that, it was Move Like You Do. And I think the one they were doing was by Krista Rotondo, who is native to that area or uh, a resident, current resident of that area, possibly both. Uh, we don't know any dances to that that I'm aware of. I know Cat um, has one called M-O-V-E, but we're not at Stoney's often enough to have learned it and I think I think I followed it once (laughs) and I think also they do like some kind of cha-cha to it River City or Cowboy Cha-Cha and then they just have the other dance in the middle so either way there isn't really uh, a pressing need for us to know a dance to that so I don't think either of us danced that when it came up Uh, then we have My Maria which was at 10.54 that's not right 10.54 10.54 p.m. in the morning. Um, so, yeah, My Maria. Uh, I, that one I actually taught at Club recently as well because there is a re-release available now uh, with Thomas Rhett as the guest singer. And we have a club member, uh, Samantha Hugger, who uh, actually we've interviewed for Line Dance Podcast, and her interview is up on linedancepodcast.com for anybody who would like to listen to that interview. Um, she likes Thomas Rhett a whole heck of a lot. And when we saw that Brooks and Den put out a whole bunch of new ima- newly imagined versions of their songs with guest artists and saw that Thomas Rhett was on that uh, track, and that track has its own very popular line dance, it was perfect. You know, there's a, an easy teach to do on a Tuesday at club when not everybody is there, but they can get it easily enough when they are all there on Wednesday from just like a quick review. Surprisingly, I get confused during this dance a lot because there are similar things that happen. And I try, like if, if I'm distracted, I think, oh, oh, which time is this? Which shuffle is this? Is this the turn shuffle back? rock? And now are we on the, the first shuffle of the dance? Or is this, is this the end? Did I go to the left yet? Did I do the side clap? It's confusing, and it goes off phrase. So it's not often really done anywhere in California, uh, uh, north of like the Grad in Slow or Bakersfield that I've seen, because I know they don't do it at Stoney's or the Grad in Davis. 
We don't do it in Sonoma County. I don't think they even do it at Jackson in San Francisco. And I don't think they did. No, they they wouldn't have done it at Bourbon Highway uh, either. I don't think I've seen that the saddle rack in Fremont either. Yeah. So even though it's like everywhere in SoCal, I guess uh, we don't do it in Northern California. We taught it. Hasn't really been requested at club. Um, but it was handy to have that in our recent memory to dance at Stagecoach, where, of course, I got confused on at least a couple walls toward the end. <laughs> As is tradition. All right. Uh, after that, we have Mm Yeah, followed by Mm Bop. And I guess they must have been doing something else to Mm Yeah, because I was doing Mm Yeah just on my own. Were you doing it on the floor? Uh, yeah, you were dancing it with me on the floor. Okay, there was another time, I think, on the last day, on, like, Sunday night, when they played that song, and I stayed on stage, and it was, like, during the freestyle set or something, and I was just like, whatever, I'm just gonna do this on stage, alone, and it was fine, uh, whoever wanted a show of a 64-count two-wall dance that's, like, impossible to follow and very difficult to learn, uh, or keep, as we know, um... They were able to see that. But uh, this first time through, I guess we danced it together. Yeah, you were actually very um, considerate about the fact that I couldn't go backstage or even on stage the first day um, due to circumstances being what they were. And you spent a lot of time on the floor when you could. So, yes, we danced that one together. I have no idea what the song was. For Mbop, but apparently I danced Girls Talk to it. Oh, this was when I ran to the back of the room. So they must have called an Mbop and I just didn't write the song. But in the back, I didn't want to do yet another Mbop because in Sonoma County, that is one of the dances that at Mavericks uh, just kind of absorbed every new song that came out. And people would say, oh, let's do an Mbop to this. And then they would always do Mbop to that. Uh, MIB is another one that absorbed a lot of dances. Tropicana Parking Lot as well. Um, Tush Push is kind of made for that, so I don't really fault Tush Push too much. Sweet Sensation, which is no longer really done in Sonoma County, also absorbed a great many dances. So anyway, uh, long story short, Mbop. When it's called and I don't absolutely have to do Mbop, I might just see what else can be done to it. So uh, in this case, I did Girls Talk, which I had recently taught at club. That was the first dance I ever learned from Mr. Fred Whitehouse at Windy City in the year 2016. Do you remember dancing Mbop at at this time, right after Mbop? Yeah, I definitely danced Mbop because I remember trying as I was dancing Mbop and every time I'd face the back wall, I was trying to figure out what dance you were doing. But seeing as I don't know Girls Talk, I couldn't place it. After that, we had three consecutive two-step songs, and for one of those, I did Walk and Wazzy. <laughs> I put two-step times three slash Walk and Wazzy. Sure. Sure, why not? <laughs> After that, we had Go In Ham. I think I actually did dance this because I think I may have led somebody through it in the back of the room. Yeah, so that was the other thing. Um, the first day... You and I made a point of trying to bring in people from the sides and lead them as more of a, like, here, we can show you how to dance and get more people on the dance floor. So that would make sense. After that was Power Jam, but we do not get involved in Power Jam. Uh, Power Jam has a schism of counts between Northern and Southern California, uh, how many times you do the heel toe heel toe or is it just heel toe uh, there are there are a lot of issues with power jam so we haven't taught it we don't typically dance it uh, and instead it looks like we did whatever it takes part a yes uh, power power jam is definitely one of those I don't go anywhere near after that we did the wolf uh, it doesn't look like that was the lesson I think that might have been a different time that they did the lesson for it. So I probably danced it, just knowing that lately I've kind of enjoyed The Wolf. I think I just danced it. And then Good Time and Lonely Drum, maybe I danced those. Do you remember The Wolf, Good Time, or Lonely Drum? I'll be honest. The Wolf is one of those that every single time I dance it, it just kind of bleeds together. I still enjoy the dance, but there's not a moment that really sticks out for me about that dance um, to be like, oh yeah, that was the one time I did this. No. Um, 
As for good time, I do remember dancing good time because I remember struggling to remember good time. It had been so long since I've danced good time. It's one of those dances that at Mavericks in Santa Rosa back before it closed in 2015 was like a given. It's just one of those that is always done, like Watermelon Crawl and God Bless Texas and Cupid Shuffle and Copperhead Road. Like it's just always done, or at least that's the way it was back in yonder days. Now, four years later at Hot Monk and Twin Oaks, uh, we don't play God Bless Texas because, again, problems. Uh, we learned it as four steps that go back, and if anyone from Mavericks were to dance it there uh, at Hot Monk or Twin Oaks, they would do four steps that go back. However, the way that most people correctly know it is going forward and then back. And so, since we do not want to cause any traffic jams and we cannot predict where people will stand on the dance floor, we just don't play it, and you know, for the most part, nobody really requests it, so it's okay. Uh, good time... Good time I actually don't really have a problem with. Uh, I used to teach it back when I thought that was like an absolute beginner-friendly dance. I taught it to my seniors. Uh, in my senior class, at uh, back in the day, it was known as Merrill Gardens. That was before it became Emeritus, before it became Brookdale, before it became Rohnert Park Retirement Community. And after a while, we just stopped doing that one. So it was not done at Mavericks because it closed. It was not done with my seniors. We didn't teach it at, at Hot Monk or Twin Oaks. And technically there's that jumping cross and then jumping uncross where you do the turn. And we, I think both of us are of the mentality that if you're not going to teach it correctly to the step sheet, then maybe you just shouldn't teach it. So we don't. Like If, if there's some way that we like to dance it, but it's not the technically correct way to dance it, then we just won't teach it. Because, eh, you know, and just because it's correct doesn't mean it's fun uh, to do it that way. And I know that people get frustrated when they have to do it the correct way, like doing the cross and then uncross, instead of just turning to the left. And we want it to be fun for people. So since our principles tell us we must teach it correctly, but we also don't want to make it more complicated than they need to dance it, we just, it's another one where we just kind of stay out of it. Uh, however, when it does get played in a place that we are not being followed, um, for steps, let me start that sentence over. If we go somewhere and we dance it and we don't have to worry about somebody else watching our feet so that they can learn it off of us, then there is room to play and it is novel for us because we haven't danced it in so long. So it's entirely possible that I danced it as well. I just do not remember offhand. Fair enough. Yep. And if I did try to guide anyone through it, because I guess that's what we were doing that day, uh, I probably did not teach them to cross and uncross. I probably just told them to turn to the left. Hitch back, hitch back, hitch back, turn left. Anyway, next we have a dance that I certainly did not dance. Um, and that was probably just because I danced all the previous ones. Uh, Double D. I actually taught that at Stoney's once upon a time, and I don't think I've danced it since then. Um, maybe it's just me, but... There are some dances that I will get really excited about, like, say, Prairie Strut. And I will push and push and push and reteach it every week and find that no one's requesting it after I've taught it to, like, everybody, every regular, every casual attendee um, for, like, two months. And they still won't request it. So I think, all right, I see. No one wants to dance it, so I won't dance it either. I won't request it. I won't push it upon you anymore. And then... I mean, Prairie Strut, I don't think I could forget. But Double D, I would really have to think about because I did try to teach it and I did I did try to bring it to Northern California for a period of time and it just didn't stick. That's okay. Not everything has to stick. I saw how popular it was in Southern California and Florida and thought, oh, it'd be a natural for our people. But because of that, I I guess I've just, you know, um, not, not had... Uh, I wouldn't say the sour experience with it, but just like a sad experience with it. So I haven't, I haven't danced it since maybe one day. Oh, but I still do the flappy arms. I like the flappy arms. The, it's sad. Cause like in the lyrics, they say when, if it flies, it dies. And I like ducks. I like geese. I don't shoot them. I just watch them fly around and stuff. Um, but I still like to do the flappy arms. So I just don't sing along, <laughs> but I do the flappy. <laughs> but I do the flappy. Okay. <laughs> um, I, do dance double D. Uh, it is one of those that if you asked me anything 
about the steps. I couldn't tell you. I might say, I think there's a stomp. That is about the extent of my actual knowledge. However, it's one of those that if I see someone dancing it, I can follow it and pick it back up and remember it in my short-term memory. For whatever reason, I have not yet committed it to my long-term memory, though, because I know I danced it several times that weekend, and I even got so to the point where I was adding a little bit of flair here and there, but I couldn't tell you now, two weeks later, how it goes. I know there's a flappy bit. Probably not on the step sheet. I didn't even know there was a flappy bit. Let me put it that way. After that, we had a split of holy moly and slap and leather. And, okay, I think I actually did slap and leather when we were at Lit Lounge. Um, at least until, you know, I think that was the one where they called it as a slap and leather and I started to do it. And then they all ended up doing something else to it instead. So I didn't end up doing it all the way through. That might have been the one where they did, like, In a Hicktown, yeah. Uh, and the song was I'm Here for the Party, which, now that I think about it, would have been a slow slap in leather, considering that we usually do it to Footloose, which is boom ba dum ba da boom da boom da And I'm Here for the Party is like... It's like In a Hicktown. It's slower. Anyway, um, I don't think I did it at Stagecoach at all, though. Uh, even though, like I said, I, I, I do... When I dance it, I do adapt to the Southern California eight-count slap instead of the six-count slap that we do in Northern California for whatever reason. Um, But I think I was just watching the people who were doing Holy Moly do Holy Moly. And that would have been definitely BJ and at least one other person, maybe Leo. Um, Megan suggesting possibly Raymond. I think it was Raymond. I think it was basically the uh, San Diego crew. Yeah. yeah, sometimes it's fun just to watch. And, I mean, we have plenty of opportunities to dance, slap, and leather. So, you know, watch watching the show up on stage of, of Holy Moly uh, definitely had its own merits. Yeah, so that was supposed to be one of those fun experiences for Megan <laughs> that she dropped the ball on. I was working on learning holy moly Monday night at the gym before stagecoach I got through A and B and B part two and however that works I just started to get to C and my brain just couldn't process anymore because I had also done a very extraneous workout prior to that as well and it was following a day of work and teaching at club and so I was kind of done at like one o'clock in the morning and so I was like it's cool I'll come back to it I didn't come back to it so I kind of dropped the ball on that one so I was able to follow along when they were doing A and the B's, but then they had the tag and the whole C business, and I was like, oh. And I have yet to actually figure out the phrasing, but um, yeah, goals. After that, there was a lesson of feels like a party. DJ. That was Byron Roberson Jr.'s first lesson officially teaching at Stagecoach. He's got excellent stage presence. Uh, he definitely brings energy as soon as he steps onto the stage uh, with his posture and his walk. And I think I've described like when when people are um, when people comment on having energy on stage and sometimes ask questions like, well, "Where does it come from?" I describe it like waves, like ocean waves. The crowd has energy, and especially as it gets later in the day, they have strong energy, and you feel the push of their energy on you, and you need to push back, because if you are timid or scared, they will sense it, and you will be eroded like a sandy cliffside, and you instead need to have, even as one person enough energy to wave back against them and then you can make a big crash and it's like symbols then like like music symbols anyway um byron definitely has that energy when he teaches and he talks to them he plays with them he checks in um 
they give him what they've got and he gives them what he's got and it it, it seems like a, a like a balanced and equal relationship go ahead symbiotic you could say that perhaps it's like they're creating the lesson together there are some people who and I know I've done this depending on the circumstances like if it's you know if we're at Sonoma State Lion Dance Club and somebody requests to teach and I'm not really prepared to teach it but I just kind of want to get through it because I had some other teach plan to do after that then I'll just kind of teach at them and I'll just kind of go through with you know the minimal requisite number of reps that I think they can do and then you know, move on to the next wall and maybe it's not as casual or jokey as, you know, another lesson I might do on another day, but you know, it's, um, it's functional and efficient. <laughs> uh, it's like German engineering and that is a way to teach and it can get the, the lesson taught, but it can be more memorable and fun for the crowd if there's a little bit of push and pull and give and take and um, and it definitely helps when the instructor checks in. And I think his thing was, uh, yup. Well, well, go ahead. Yeah, it was, it was yep. When they're ready to move on or he'll, to answer with a yep. Yep. So it, uh, it helps to have something like that too because it keeps the crowd awake. It's like uh, at circuit events with, say like Guyton or Rebecca, they'll, uh, they'll have little things that they say to, to check in with the crowd. Uh, what are some of the ones that you recall? Well, I'll let you say the Guyton ones because I know you enjoy the Guyton ones, but I remember Rebecca's is the, okay, okay, little, okay, big, okay. <laughs> so, you know, just different things like that. She, she played around a lot and, it really kept people um, engaged. I know I have morphed what Joe Thompson Zemanski does, which is the say yes. Um, she generally will follow it up like after something and be like, blah, 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 say yes. Whereas I've done it with the say yes if your weight's on your left. And I'll kind of like throw it in there to keep them to get that feedback from them, but not directly copy Joe. Guyton, from what I've seen, uh, also does say yes. Um, he also will say, say uh-huh, say maybe, say no way. <laughs> like various things, depending on how he has assessed the crowd, um, uh, the crowd's understanding of the previously taught steps. Say maybe, I think, is my favorite because it shows they're willing to to try. Like, all right, we're going to do da 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 Say yes. Mm, say maybe. <laughs> it gives them a little w- wiggle room. Um, I know Crystal Lynn has uh, Yeehaw and Cat Painter has Ish. Say Ish. Ish is a thing. So anyway, long story short, BJ had a great lesson. Uh, hire him for all your events. He's amazing. Also, he's got a good voice for it. Oh, and uh, he also, I think, after at least a couple lessons, came down like completely sweating and just like gushing through his skin and clothes. And I think that's a good sign because it means you... Um, it's like if you're a fighter and you left it all in the ring, you know? You, you didn't hold anything back. You gave them everything you had. And I definitely saw that from his teachers. Okie dokie. Next up, we had American Kids. I probably didn't dance it. I think there was even a time when I thought, hey, let's do Ghost Train, because that's what they do to uh, American Kids in Reno. I may have danced American Kids once. If I did, it probably would have been this time, because it was early in the morning on the first day, and I was trying to get people on the floor. So if I would have danced it, it would have been this time. I do not recall how if I actually danced it, though. After that, we had one of the many times that the floor was split between Country Girl Shake, which everybody else was doing. I guess it's kind of a staple down in Southern California. And Have Fun Go Mad, which I'm sure we did because the mix that was playing 
was the version with Shake That, or was it not? You're shaking your head. No, the Shake That actually only happened a few times through this weekend. Um, I don't remember which DJ it is that has that special mix, but only one of the DJs has that mix. Um, But we've discovered that it works because of that mix the previous year, but also even um, the... We found out that Darren Bailey's Back It Up also works. However, it was one of those where uh, we always had at least two, if not three other people run to us because they knew they could dance, have fun, go mad with us to it. So we generally kept it to have fun, go mad. Yeah, I'm trying to think if we ever did it with one of the other dances, like back it up with maybe like Natalie or somebody, because I don't know if she doesn't know Have Fun Go Mad. So that would be the only time I could think that we would have done it with a different dance to that song. But yeah, this one apparently was Have Fun Go Mad, because I wrote it down. If I wrote it down, it must be true. After that, we have We Are Tonight. I probably danced it. Uh, more Dessert. You know, I think I actually danced this one. I might have even done it on stage. I don't know about the on stage or not for you, but I think I actually danced more dessert once or twice this weekend, and that was because there was the L.A. Wranglers were down on the floor dancing it, and they had really good energy. So I was like, I could dance next to them. After that, we have Lay Low. I, I definitely danced that. Yeah, it, just without even having any concrete memories of it. If you were anywhere within speaker distance of Lay Low, you were dancing it. That is what I can conclude about that. <laughs> ah. After that, we have Sweeping the Floor and a two-step demo and a two-step lesson. Don't really have much to say about that. These kind of things happened a lot throughout the weekend. Do you have a comment? Um, I actually very much enjoyed all of the different performances that occurred throughout the weekend. The one by the LA Wranglers, the one by the two-step team, and the two different um, performances done with um, the West Coast dancers. There was one, and I feel horrible because I do not remember either one of the females' names, and I don't remember the last names of either of the guys, but I know that one of the guys' name is Ryan and the other guy's name is Dimitri. Um, both of their West Coast uh, partner performances were amazing. And I just thought, like, everybody did such a good job at being unique at the same time looking in unison as part of a team. Like, you can tell, like, there were certain people that had just that extra little something but not to the point where it was like, look at me, look at me. So it was really cool how they were able to blend together but still hold their own individuality. Well said. After the two-stepping section that occurred, we had Electric Slide to Achy Breaky Heart, classic of line dance. Uh, After Party, which was dance to house party, and... I'm sure that there were many people actually dancing house party, but I imagine you were probably dancing house after party, so I just put after party. After that, we have The Walk, also known as the Mukara Walk, uh, to the song If I Was You. At least I think that's the name of the song. If I was you, I'd want to be me too. And then we have Dr. Doctor. Did I come down to the floor to dance with you? Because I don't think anyone on stage would have known it. Yeah, you were on the floor with me uh, pretty much every time... Dr. Doctor was played the weekend during the weekend you were on the floor with me. I know one of the last days um, Kat Painter ran from the back uh, so that she because she's like, I know they're dancing it somewhere. Where are they? So, yeah, so you were you you were nice and you were always dancing that one next to me because, again, I don't know how many people actually know that one. Now, you mentioned the L.A. Wranglers. Uh, so this must have been the time that I actually danced fake I.D., uh, I have fake ID written down here, and Oil Can Harry's is one of the few places I know that we can go and dance fake ID more or less the way that we danced it in Sonoma County at Mavericks before they closed, where it's phrased A-B, and you do the half B into full B for the here's my money, now get out of my way section. 
and I still don't know exactly how many revolutions they make when they do their ba na 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 na. I know we did three quarter turns every time. Uh, some people do half turns. Some people go all, always to the front. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what they do, but I mean, it's easy enough to follow along and keep them in the corner of your eye and as long as somebody's there to lead. Uh, but I still like fake ID. It's just one that, again, we can't really teach because there's such a divide over which version people do that it's just not worth the trouble when we could teach like slowly, gently, softly or something and you know, know that everybody's doing it the same way. Yeah, pretty much summing it up. After that, we had TGIF, which is what they dance in SoCal to the song Just Got Paid, and Booty Shaken, which they dance in Northern California. So that's Joe in SoCal and Patrick Fleming in Northern California. And you'd think that we would dance Joe's, but we have just always danced Booty Shaken, so we've never really needed to learn the other one. We should. It's just priorities. Yeah, We know so many Joe dances. We'll eventually get around to it, I'm sure. Maybe. It's one of those that I don't even know if I've even actually paid attention to what that one looks like to know whether or not I would be interested in knowing how it feels in my body. I won't tell Joe if you don't. After that, we have two step times two. So I guess there were two consecutive two step songs played. And then we have a tush push. No song is listed. I think you were writing down the dances during this chunk I may have been away getting food because it looks like it was a really long time that this was happening. Uh, after that was Blue Jeans On, The Lesson. Did you take that lesson? You know what? Actually, I didn't. I sat and I listened to it, but I didn't actually take the lesson for it. It was one that I eventually realized after like the third time it was played. I was like, oh, I could follow this. Okay. And then I got my squat workout for the weekend. After that, we have Walk the Line at one twenty-four p.m. Performance by the LA Wranglers. Redneck Angel. Looks like the first one of the day. Wow. After that, Make It Shake. Uh, I'm a little sad I missed Make It Shake, but we had other opportunities to dance it. Did you dance Make It Shake? Oh, of course I danced Make It Shake. Um, There's certain times where, for instance, at this point, I can say I 99% of the time dance Make It Shake. This was one of those opportunities for me where I could leave it all on the dance floor. However, this first day, the dance floor was really, really, really slippery. Really slippery. So I was very much convinced I was going to (laughs) die. But my theory was if I dance, uh, if I die line dancing, at least I die happy. (laughs) Well, thank you for not dying. It would have really put a damper on these reflection episodes. (laughs) been talking to a mirror this whole time after that we had or i guess you had uh going ham slash floor sweep the bounce i don't know if i danced the bounce i might have i think i danced it once maybe otherwise i know i was filming it a couple different times this would not have been one of those times because you wrote down the bounce did you dance the bounce i danced the bounce every chance i get nice after that was two-step performance and then a lesson of Cotton Eye Joe. Wow, someone taught Cotton Eye Joe? Yeah, they uh, they needed a circle dance or something like that, so they had Cotton Eye Joe as the option. Is that the one where they were saying, like, you need to swear, otherwise it's not really dancing it? Yes. Well, all right. Oh, sorry. Yes, that was the one where they said you need to call out bullshit and that otherwise you're not doing the dance right. Well, then. There it is. Up next, we have Sugar Honey IT. I think I must have danced that at least once, but again, this is still while you're writing these dances, so I must have missed it. Did you dance Sugar Honey IT? Maybe. Maybe. The word is maybe. After that, we have American Kids finesse to the song Kicking Up Mud, Play That Sax, Wobble, and Copperhead Road. Are you telling me I missed Wobble and Copperhead Road back to back? You did. <laughs> so disappointed myself. I, I mean, if, I don't even remember those actually being played. So I'm really glad I wrote them down. <laughs> if they had done the wobble, since that would have been my first time doing the wobble over the course of the weekend, I might have danced it, and I might even have danced it on stage. But now we'll never know because I missed the wobble, 
and Copperhead Road. After that, we had Country Girl Stomp, Redneck Angel to the song Cheap Thrills by Sia. Uh, we are tonight. Stomp like what? Also, it looks like I, I returned at some point from wherever I was because now it's back in my handwriting. Um, Stomp like what? The lesson. And I think I took the lesson. Was this one of the ones that I like backwalled for or something? Do you remember? Maybe I just danced it. I don't remember. I remember Rick teaching it. I just don't remember the lesson at all. Like I know that he was he was going to teach it, so maybe I ran out for food or something like that, figuring I already knew it, or I don't know. Actually, after that was whip it, and only whip it, and no other dances that they would have floor split it to. Although I imagine if you really wanted to, you could probably do aces and eights to it, but I wouldn't necessarily recommend it as much as. Whip It by Shane McKeever and Rachel McEnany White. Which would you have danced to if uh, if you had had to hear the song Whip It by Lunch Money Lewis and chose one of those two dances? Which might you have danced? Gee, I don't know. Do any of our listeners ever listen to our soapbox moments? Because if, if so, I think they could probably answer that I danced Whip It. I was actually really excited to dance Whip It. Because our friend Danny, who I danced with um, last year at Stagecoach during Whip It, she was trying to pick it up or trying to remember it. Um, And we were always on the floor dancing it because I always felt weird uh, splitting Whip It with Aces and Eights on the stage. Um, So I always went down on the floor and Danny would dance it with me. Um, And I'm pretty positive you would dance it as well. But it was kind of a fun throwback when she runs out on the floor. She's like, yay, we get to dance it. So it was it was one of those moments. So I was really excited to be able to dance it. Um, it's also been a while since I've danced it. So it was nice to like play with it again and see where there's different places I can mess with it. Um, because it's, it's almost like doing it all over again because it's been so long that I'm like, okay, well, I remember the vanilla steps. Do I remember anything that I've done to like mess with it besides like the one or two spots where I do hands on the knee and then I'll do a basketball shooting action. Um, I do that. I do the basketball thing in, um, ain't too cool as well. They say, I know you want a baller. So I'll like bounce the ball and then shoot it as you go back as well. Um, but other than that, like I can't really tell like where there's spots. So it was, it was fun re-exploring that dance and being able to hold certain spots and uh, add an extra spin here or spin the other direction as well. A um, little bit trickier spinning the other direction because you don't necessarily land on the correct foot. But um Definitely explored it a little bit more. After that, we had Everybody Have a Good Time, which I actually learned at Stagecoach last year and then forgot after Stagecoach last year. Um, instead, I danced, and I put it here as a floor split, Mama Maria in the back, and I think I led some beginners in that Probably. somewhere in the back of the room. Did you dance either, or did you just kind of watch this one? I probably danced Mama Maria with you, honestly, because I don't know everybody have a good time. All right. After that was Can't Walk Away. Yay! Second time of the day, which we danced somewhere in the room, I'm sure. I'm sure. I just don't remember it. After that was The Wolf, Get Ugly. Oh, this was when he was playing uh, John O'Dances. The Wolf, Get Ugly, For Me Lately, which I recorded. John O'Danced with some folks on the floor, including Jennifer Rogers and I think possibly Jacqueline. And Jason rocked it up on the runway area of the stage uh, with other folks who knew that dance. And you have a thought about this? Yes. Now I know. Now I know why I don't remember. Can't walk away. I was actually out getting food at this point because I remember missing the Jono Happy Birthday hour. So I was getting food at this point um, because I had realized at a certain point that I hadn't eaten all day. And did we have a timestamp anywhere near this? No. no, of course not. Why would we have a timestamp um, on one of the longest days? 
Well, um, I knew it was like late afternoon kind of situation and I knew I needed to get something to eat. Uh, so I went out and went exploring. And so when I came back, that was when they were like, oh, you miss can't walk away. I remember that now. So that would be why I don't remember dancing it in the middle of the day. And also rounding out the Jono section uh, was X's and O's, which uh, Jono and Rick choreographed together. That is one of my favorites uh, to dance, especially in Southern California, because there's like just so much sass that you can put into that and pl- places to play with it. Uh, I think Denise even mentioned something about seeing me give some kind of like vogue like stare during the uh, one, two, three, going to run back to me part where I'm like walking toward the back wall, which I guess, is that still the back wall? Yeah, I guess it is the back wall because we were all facing toward the front uh, when we would start the dances. Uh, yeah, that one was a lot of fun. After this, we have, oh gosh, a whole bunch of repeats. And we're actually on page one of two of the same day. So I'm just going to kind of move through about 10 or so at a time. Uh, Keep It Simple was a lesson. Uh, then The Outlaw, Floor Sweep, West Coast Performance, West Coast Lesson, You Look Good, Going Ham, Four on the Floor, Blue Jeans On to Old Town Road Slash Pony. That's a fun mix. Uh, Blue Jeans On, Cupid Shuffle, Power Jam, Tush Push, Another Make It Shake, uh, A Lesson, One of the Lessons of Country Strong. Did they teach Country Strong every day? thought so. I'm trying to think which one I learned during, and I think it was the first one I, I like took the lesson formally. After that was Redneck Angel, House Party slash After Party, Walk the Line, Miss Me More, the song. Uh, and then it may have been, was it Daniel's dance? Someone's dance? Someone's dance. Someone did a dance to Miss Me More. I think we discussed it in the last episode. And, uh, I think we might have seen different things. We weren't sure whose they were doing, but it's probably the one that we've seen in videos at the ranch. All right, then we have a performance of some kind, unspecified. I think this is your handwriting during this whole section. Uh, the Wolf, Going Ham, and then it's back to me. Country Girl Shake slash Have Fun Go Mad. Slap and Leather, Country Girl Stomp, My Maria, Stomp Like What, Keep It Simple, Wobble, Country Gold, The Lesson. And then Cat. Cat teaching Country Gold. After that... Pretty sure it was cat. Yeah, I think I think you are correct. After that was some two stepping, just partner two stepping, cowboy cha cha, electric slide, MIB, another play that sax at six twenty seven PM, get ugly, redneck angel, back in your heart. Who would teach back in your heart? Doesn't sound country at all. Whoever it was must have taught some kind of country song switch to it, because I know it's originally to Oh Baby by Sezo. Sezo, it's like a remix of the song I Want You Back by the Jackson 5. Um, I do remember hearing Swamp Dancing. Swamp Dancing. Swamp Dancing. Da, da, da. Confused at this moment. There we go. Never mind. I caught myself. You're good. Okay. Ignore me. Ignoring Megan. Um, so... I think that probably matches up with the time slot that I'm remembering. If if Back in Your Heart was taught, it was probably taught to Swamp Dancing by, I want to say Cowboy Troy. Sounds about right. Cowboy Troy's guy did Dukes and Boots, or at least the, the song Daisy Dukes and Cowboy Boots. And I realized, Go ahead. I was like, I realized I was thinking this was still the first day. Um, this is the second day. So after Country Strong, you had a guest pass. So that's where I was for some of these dances, now that I'm realizing. I was having conversations with people backstage. Ah, that makes sense. Back in Your Heart also would have been after 6.27 p.m. was timestamped, so that would have been during the people have had a lot of fun at this festival today hour. Cool. Maybe we'll circle back around to that. Two-step, partner dancing, power jam to the song Tricky, whip it slash aces and eights, I guess. Ain't too cool, groovy love lesson. Somebody taught groovy love? Who would have taught after back in your heart? I thought that was the last one. She taught groovy love? Wow. She's been teaching it. Uh, Anne-Marie has been teaching it in L.A. for a while now. That is ambitious at that hour of night. I don't know how I missed that. 
But I'm glad that she taught it because that's one that people should know for sure. That's like, along with Lonely Drum the previous year, that's the one to know this year. After that was Walk the Line to the song The Devil Went Down to Georgia, then Boomerang, After Party to the song Truck Yeah. I think we do Creepin' to the song Truck Yeah up at Stoney's. And then we have Mbop to the song Vacation and also to the song Money Money because I guess it bled from one song into the other. Oh, this is when we're getting into the the really interesting, fun, throwback song uh, set. And this would have been DJ Nikki, I think, of San Diego. I think he teaches or he DJs at one of the moonshines. Sure. After that was Chill Factor to a remix of the song Chillin' It. I just now got that. That's so clever. They did Chill Factor to Chillin' It. Awesome. I'll have to see how that works. All right, then there was a Booze Cruise. Uh, for some reason, I wrote 5150. I must have just misheard the opening guitar or something. I just crossed out 5150 and wrote Booze Cruise. And then the Bounce Freestyle in asterisks, I wrote, with a question mark. And the song Drink, Drank, Drunk. So maybe they were eventually dancing something to that. Then Shape of You, Electric Slide, Drink in My Hand, which we followed at Lit Lounge, Going Ham, My Kind of Night, which we danced because the Mavericks girls choreographed it and I don't think it's danced anywhere else, uh, outside of Sonoma County and outside of people who remember Mavericks. Uh, and then after that, I just put Cheat Sheet because I know it wasn't the end of the night, but there was no way to keep up with all of the dance switches that we were doing to songs that were being played. He played a lot of really good stuff in a lot of tempos we could dance to, but the songs kept changing. Like every minute and a half to two minutes, it would go to another song, and it just was not worth getting off the floor, writing the new one that we figured out, and then getting back on and just going back and forth all night. There there wasn't time. Half the time, by the time we had settled on a dance, we'd start it and wouldn't even get through a full rotation before he switched the song. So, And the night ended at 11.50 p.m. Now that I think about it, Back in Your Heart was probably my lesson because I realize I haven't, I haven't seen any teaches that I've done all day, so I guess that one came down to me. Uh, in which case, this would have been the day that I gave them warm-ups. I gave them warm-ups of their right and their left, and I just had them marching, and then I had them turn right, left, right, left, and I had them turn again. We went all the way back to the front, and then we warmed up some more, and we did right, left, cha-cha-cha, left, right, cha-cha-cha, and we just kind of practiced that a little bit, and then we got into the actual dance, and lo and behold, the first steps are right, left, cha-cha-cha of some kind. Uh, it's a V-step into a coaster step, so a feaster step, if you will, out, out, in, in step, and then a step, lock, step, lock, step, so it's just right, left, cha-cha-cha, left, right, cha-cha-cha, and then a turning jazz box, which would have been very difficult to explain, I am sure, if we hadn't just done right, left, right, left, turning to our right as a warm-up. Ho-ho. And then I think we turned to our left, we turned to our 9 o'clock wall and started the dance over up to that point, so that when we did our turning jazz box slash marching in place turning right, we could learn all of the next steps all the way to the end of the dance facing the front. We did rock recover behind and cross, rock recover behind and step, rock recover triple back, rock recover triple forward, and you know what all that is, is right, left, cha-cha-cha, left, right, cha-cha-cha. So again, the warm-up came into play, and all that was left was kick, step back, turn a half, turn back to the front. And I believe I made some kind of comments about the backs of people's heads. Maybe somebody in the crowd will have some recollection of that. Um, feel free to send it to, to linedancepodcast at gmail.com if you have any positive or neutral memories of this lesson. Uh, and this lesson, I think, differed, I would say, from the, the second teach of it. But we haven't gotten to that teach yet. So the ways in which it differed will have to wait for now. It was a good day of dancing, I would say. Overall, uh, I felt very good about that teach after it was taught uh, because being the time of day it was, I expected it would be very difficult. And yet we got through it and there was enough time for even more open dance. I I don't think uh, I went over my allotted 20 minutes. So yay for adapting to the circumstances of the hour. (laughs) 
and uh, and go dancers at Stagecoach who were able to tackle a dance with a lot of syncopation and a wall change pretty early in the dance um, and still having a good time and being positive about the whole thing. Thoughts on this day in 10 seconds or less? Oh, I had a great time on that day. Um, your lesson was a little bit scary because I was in the back getting almost trampled on, but um, that was kind of the standard for that time of day. All right. Well, for Line Dance Podcast, which can be found at linedancepodcast.com as well as linedancer-radio.com on Tuesday afternoons and whatever else they play our episodes, this has been Christopher Gonzalez with... Megan Barcelia. Thank you again for tuning in. Until next time, we will see you on the dance floor. floor.